Hello, my Rebels, a little bit of a different show today. Instead of a monologue, well, we've got our staff meeting. And uh, I thought, well, you know, let me introduce some of our new people to you because some of them uh, I bet you haven't really met before. Some of them, this is our first time coming to our office. So that's what today's show is. Anyway, I hope you like it. I encourage you to get the video version of this podcast so you can see these people with your own eyes. Uh, just go to rebelnews.com and click subscribe. It's eight bucks a month, and you get the video version of this program. And um, more importantly, in my opinion, well, equally importantly, let me put it that way, you support Rebel News because, you know, we are not laying people off. We are hiring people. We are growing because we want to serve you, our listeners, even better. So please consider supporting us. Go to rebelnews.com and click subscribe. Okay, here's today's podcast. Tonight, let me introduce you to a few new rebels. It's May 14th, and this is the Ezra Levant Show. Why should others go to jail Why? when you're a biggest carbon consumer I know? There's 8,500 customers here, and you won't give them an answer. The only thing I have to say to the government about why I publish it is because it's my bloody right to do so. You know, I don't have time to do a regular show today. I even skipped our noontime live stream. First time I've done that in a while. Because we're having an all-staff meeting here at our world headquarters in Toronto. So we brought our whole team in. We're doing a bunch of training and we're just getting to know some of the new teammates. Plus, we had an excellent lunch catered by Adamson's Barbecue. You know them. So what a wonderful day. Um, and I know everyone on the team, obviously, but I don't think we've had a chance to properly introduce some of our new talent to you. And we've got young people and people from different walks of life. And we've got new people in Alberta and Ontario and here and there. So instead of doing a regular show, I'm just going to introduce you to a few of our new teammates. And I hope you grow to love them as much as I do. So for the next half hour, enjoy meeting some of The first new talent I'd like to introduce to you is Daniel Day. He's the youngest rebel, just turned 18, and he's actually the fourth generation of the Day family with whom I have had the pleasure of talking and getting to know. Daniel, you started with the rebel sort of in a casual way. You attended at the Grace Life Church with Sheila Gunn Reed every Sunday, and you saw the cops try and get in that building, didn't you? That's right. It was uh, outrageous what I seen. It's like something straight out of communist China. Huh. Well, and you were there when the police tried to smooth talk their way into the door. Now, some of those um, church elders knew the law, maybe even better than the cops did. There's part of the criminal code that says you cannot disturb a church. Tell us about that because you filmed that key interaction, which I think showed the whole game. That they were, I think they were really trying to intimidate that church. Tell me about that film that you recorded. Yeah, so uh, the AHS and the police were trying to get into the church, but uh, the elders seemed to know a lot better than they did, and I guess outsmarted them, and then they had to turn away because it's against the law to do that. Yeah, Section 176.2 of the Criminal Code says it's actually a crime yeah. to disrupt a church service. I actually didn't know that until just a few months ago. 
I think that's a pretty good law, by the way. And by the way, that law applies to everyone, including police, including health officers. Um, you, your first adventure with Rebel News was extremely stressful. And frankly, I thought there was a 50-50 chance we'd never see you again. I'm kidding around. You were with us in Montreal when the Montreal police tried to raid our Airbnb that happened to be on a houseboat without a search warrant. We had a real standoff there. That didn't scare you off? No, I mean, it was exciting and uh, it was definitely outrageous what the police are doing. It didn't scare me off, it rather like encouraged me to like be here and want to help because this should not be happening. Right on. Well, listen, we're delighted to have you aboard. I, um, I like the fact that you care about things. When I, I went to that Grace Life Church and I saw you there, and it was clear to me that you really believed in our mission of telling the other side of the story. And, and occasionally we actually go even farther and help people fight in the court of law. We don't represent Grace Life Church, but we are helping other churches around Canada. Um, so it's nice to have you here. I know you're working closely with our chief reporter, Sheila Gunn-Reed, and I think that's gonna be a key to your success. Sheila, uh, I think, is the best of, of the rebels. She's got one foot in the city, one in the country. She's a little bit oil and gas, a little bit farm, a little bit big. Like She's just got all our bases covered. And in the six years she's been with us, she hasn't put a word wrong. So if you stay close to Sheila and follow her guidance, I think you two could be an outstanding citizen journalist. I know it. And it's fun to have you aboard. It's an honor to be out here, and Sheila's amazing. So. Isn't that the truth? Well, listen, great to have you here. Uh, stay with us. We're going to have more new Rebels. I'm so proud of these folks, and we've got them all out here in Toronto for a bit of a staff meeting. So I thought, well, let's just get them in the chair and a quick hello. So stay with us. Well, we're back. You know, our new talent sitting in the chair next to me, we have given him a nickname already. K2, you know there's a mountain in the Himalayas called K2, it's the second highest in the, in the range. The reason we call him K2 is, his real name is Kean Simone, and Kean, the very first Kean I had ever heard of was Kean Bexty, who worked with us in Calgary. I'd never heard the name Kean before in my life, now you've joined us in Calgary, and your name is Kean, and it's almost too much of a coincidence. It's certainly odd. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we can call you Kean, we can call you K2, it's great to have you. Um, how did you come to the Rebel? You just joined us in the last two weeks. Uh, actually, your very first week on the job, you were sort of thrown right in the deep end, weren't you? Yeah, that was uh, one of the craziest weeks of my life. Um, about a year ago, my dad actually said, hey, there's another Kean, um, and he's doing news. I was like, oh, that's weird. So I became a fan, actually, through Kean. Huh. And he uh, was actually a big inspiration to me to you know, get in people's Kian. faces. You and, know what, from one Kean to the other, keep yeah. it spreading. In, the, in your first week on the job, and I think your title is technically intern, am I right? Yeah. So that sounds like a humble title, a modest title, a ground floor, you know, first rung on the ladder title. But in your very first week, you were thrust into the largest story in Canada, the arrest and imprisonment of Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky. Yeah, I don't feel like an intern after that first <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't think you are. Yeah. You did something, and we kept it secret at the time, but I think you can reveal it now. We didn't know when the police would strike. So you literally slept at the church in case they did a morning raid. Yeah, that was it. Was it was crazy? It was weird. That's I was a stake, that's a heck of a stakeout. Yeah, I woke up like every hour, not knowing what was to expect. Yeah, well, and you know that it's a little bit dramatic, but in the Grace Life Church, police did a dawn raid to lock the place down. So I had this premonition that they were going to do the same thing. They didn't have that dawn raid, but I'm really glad you were there just in case. Sometimes journalism is about waiting 
for yeah. something to happen. No, I'm glad that you were wrong about that, though. No news is good news in that case. Yeah, well, I mean, we even talked about what would happen if the police came into the church and found you there and, and how that would go down legally. That wasn't the only excitement, because a couple days later, when Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky was set to be released from the Calgary Remand Center, the maximum security holding jail, the judge, Justice Germain, sent the, the order to the jail saying release him, and the jail guards wouldn't. They were arguing with the judge, oh, we need two orders, one for each brother. There's Pastor Arthur, this is Brother David. Like it was, I've never seen guards fight a judge saying, no, we're not doing what, like it was bizarre. You were standing outside the jail waiting, and a couple of guys in uniform came out and started telling you, that you had to leave. Tell me about that. You called me on the phone, but I, I couldn't see what was happening. I could only hear it from the phone. You were there, obviously. What went down there? Well, the first guy that came out, he was extremely nice, and I said, I'm with Rebel News. And he said, okay, well, let me go speak to my boss, because I said, I'm not going to film until Arthur comes out. I have no, I don't care what you guys are doing here. Yeah. Maybe just get some B-roll, but if I don't get that, fine. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll respect that. Yeah. And his boss came out, and he said, oh, you're with Rebel News? I love Ezra. Oh my God, yeah. why not I being so mean to them? My dad's been uh, such a great fan of his, but uh, I have to ask you to leave. And then that's when you were still on the phone. Oh, and said, I got not so leave. mad, I swore. Yeah. I swore. Because my point of view is that we have a right to be on public, pu public property filming matters of public interest. And just because someone in a uniform says leave or turn off your camera doesn't mean you have to do it. In fact, we have a right to report and and the thing is this is your first week on the job yeah someone in a uniform at a jail is saying leave or you're in trouble i don't know maybe maybe you're gonna wind up in jail maybe he's <laughs> already there yeah so for you and like if you didn't quit after being <laughs> on the nighttime stakeout and being threatened by some uniform folks at a jail i know you've got what it takes to be a rebel and I did not expect that to happen to in the first week to an intern. Yeah, it's, it's honestly the best job in the world. Well, so. that's great. I think <laughs> you're doing great. Every day I can see you're getting stronger. Um, it's quite something, and the timing was fortuitous that you were there for the biggest story in Canada, I think. And great work. And I, was, I remember I was hollering at you, don't, don't, <laughs> don't leave, don't do it, you tell him. Oh, my God, I was stressed for you because I thought, who has the courage to stand up to an armed guard? Well, the next guy that came out with the acting director, he was a lot more um, lenient on getting me to leave. And he was more mean about it. And then that's when, you know, the first guy, I was nice and he was yeah. nice. So it was just more of like But a the weird, acting director was the casual. tough guy. Eh? Yeah. I'm so glad you held the line. That's part of being a rebel reporter. If you're a CBC reporter, a Toronto Star reporter, you're not asking tough questions at all. So no one's really miffed. Mm -hmm. And you certainly don't speak truth to power. So. You know, the CBC is really never asked to leave anywhere important because they're just their stenographers. Rebel reporters get asked to leave all the time because when we show up, we're shining a light of public scrutiny, typically on someone who doesn't want that light. So I hate to say it, Kian, but you are going to get other people telling you to leave. And it's going to be a test of your courage every time. Keep the camera rolling. Do not leave unless they prove they have lawful authority for you to leave and then only do so reluctantly. Um, I mean, if you are on private property and if the owner asks you to leave, you do have to leave. But a public property, a public interest story, I'm so glad you held the line. What a first week. I have no fear, Ezra. All right. Well, <laughs> great to have you here. That's Kian Simone, or K2, as we call him. Stay with us for more new Rebels.
Well, like I say, we have all the staff here at our world headquarters in Toronto. We're having a little bit of Adamson's barbecue for lunch. But in between bites, I'm pulling some of the new talent into the studio because I thought, well, hey, I, we haven't even properly introduced some of these new folks. Some of them are so new. Like uh, K2 has only been with us about a week or two, and, and same with Daniel Day. But Matt Brevner has been working us, with us for a few months. He's based in Vancouver. Now, most of the time he works with Drea Humphrey, our outstanding bureau chief out there. But Matt's also appeared on camera a couple of times, and he was also with us at that dramatic incident in Montreal when the police <laughs> tried to raid our hotel rooms without a search warrant. That turned into a 10-hour standoff. Um, I just talked to Matt before we turned the camera on. I said, is there anything you want to talk about? He said, well, you know, my own story. I'd like to share that with viewers. And, you know, frankly, Matt and I haven't had a chance to really go deep on it anyway, so I'd love to hear it. Um, Matt, we're delighted with your work. We, we think the work that you're doing out there is so visually beautiful. The, the stories are so well edited, and Drea is one of my favorites. She's amazing. <laughs> but why don't you tell us a little bit about you, the man behind the camera? Sure. Because uh, I don't think most of our viewers even know you're on our team yet. Sure. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a musician from Vancouver. Uh, music's been very good to me. I've been able to travel all over the world and and uh, win multiple awards and pay my bills as a musician, which, you know, that's for, pretty rare. Yeah, especially for a kid from Vancouver who started making music in his in his grandma's basement. That's a dream come true. Uh, last year, uh, I I attended uh, I went to go watch a street preacher and the story was taken out of context and covered by CTV as, as a homophobic uh, protest. And unfortunately, uh, my social media reach as you know on was on par with ctv vancouver so you can't have as you know you can't have any sort of success without some haters so people who have been you know quietly hating me over the years took this as the opportunity to take pot shots at me and and labeled it as some sort of homophobic protest which it was not in, in any way shape or form and i was subsequently cancelled for that i was dropped from my record label without even them reaching out to me i know uh, what that feels like not on the music side but we've had people deplatform us no conversation, no appeal, mm. no discussion. It's it's the height of injustice. Yeah, it's it's and you know it's tough. You know, as an entrepreneur, your greatest uh, resource are your relationships. Mm -hmm. So, when something devastating like that happens to you, and you also can't call on familiar friends to help you, it's it's a really it's difficult. So, you know, that led me to I'm I'm good friends with Alex. Uh, I've known Alex for over over ten years. And, That's Alex on our who works here in yeah, our Toronto office. Yeah. yeah, one of my oldest friends, and he's like, hey, you know, maybe we should link you with our reporter, Drea, and she can ask you about what happened. So, you know, we met up and I, I kind of told her the story. And at the time, I was it was a devastating experience and I was still getting my footing. So I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to fight this yet. Yeah. I kind of want to let, I don't want to reemerge on the defense. Right. I kind of want to let the dust settle right. and see what's next for me in that way. But I told her, hey, you know, I, I love what you guys are doing. And if there's any way that I can contribute, you know, I'm, I'm out of prudence. I'm, I'm quite handy with a, a camera and I would love to, you know, work with you guys in that yeah. capacity. So I started working with you guys part time, I think last fall. And now I've been on full time for the last couple months. And uh, it's interesting because, you know, when I applied for the job, I, I, I wanted to make a point to not really highlight or emphasize my accolades or achievements in that other industry because I wanted to work with you on the merit of, you know, my convictions and my skill set. And I, I knew that if I was given that opportunity, obviously the rest of it would, would come out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every time I'm out with Drea, someone recognizes me either positively or negatively from mm -hmm. my career right. or from, you know, the, the, the debacle. So she's like, wait, there's, you're, there's something different about <laughs> you, right? I'm like, well, actually, yeah, there, there is. So, mm -hmm. um, and it's, I never thought that life, you know, would take me on this path, but 
it's it's amazing to be able to you know the, the thing I, I really love about working for rebel is when we show up we get we get to be like people look at us like we're the good guys you know we get to really help in people. montreal especially i really felt that which was a surprise to me because we're pretty new to quebec Do you, tell me a little bit more about that because it sounds like I'm, i'm hearing some of your pain about what was done to you in that previous career and i honestly didn't know that background we hired you because of the excellence of your work and you just seem to click with Drea and and I really love what you guys are doing out there. We need strength in BC. It's such an important province. In Vancouver, it's a great city. So we're telling important stories there. But you said you get some negative and some positive. I want you to tell the viewers cuz I and I'm a lightning rod. Yeah. I have to say I go out and about and it is 99% positive in mm-hmm. my life. Tell me about some of the positive feedback you get. Obviously there's some negative. But I want to hear about the positive. What do people say? What do they refer to or do they just say, "Hey, keep at it." What do they say? Well, it's a little a little bit of everything, but you really understand the the impact and the consequences of what we're doing when people reach out to us, especially for like the Fight the Fines initiative. Yeah. Because where their last line, where their yeah. last help, you know, people can't afford to pay the tickets, let alone like the idea of even you know hiring a lawyer is is a pipe very scary dream. to most people yeah how do you even do it is the lawyer going to take all my money how do i know if he's the right guy you know hiring a lawyer is as scary as f- finding a fine yourself totally and it's a it's a responsibility that i don't hold lightly um being able to i have a, i have a passion and you know for the underdog i always have and if you look into my my past uh you know uh controversies they're often because of that um and yeah it's just it's a i because of what happened to me and how i understand how you know fake news or false information can completely derail you and ruin ruin your life essentially i don't hold that responsibility lightly when we're when we're speaking to people right. regardless of their political belief right. or alignment or religious right. belief or alignment right. i really believe in above all like you know human dignity and to be able to dignify somebody in a long format video that isn't just a snappy news piece that's 10 yeah. seconds taken out of context it's like right. no I actually want to hear what yeah. you're about yeah. now you know once that's public and on the internet people can make their own decisions but at least for me I I try to like as as least as I can interject myself in the situation yeah. and just look people in the eye and give them an opportunity to you know for redemption because that's something that I was never afforded well that's amazing it's a very touching story Andre is so good at that. I know you guys work as a team. We have a phrase we sometimes use with complicated stories. We say, "Well, look, follow the facts wherever they lead." We have our ideas about a story. For example, when you guys went to this uh, Chinese restaurant that had all the cameras, all mm-hmm. the spy cameras. Okay, we it was the story was a little more complicated than we it wasn't quite the narrative we had read in other media. All right, we'll follow the facts where they lead. Let both sides have their say. In fact, our main motto is telling the other side of the story. So listen, I'm glad that you f- find some moral value in our work. That's the chief reward for me is I feel like in these upside down times we are doing small things to make a difference and you know you do small things to make a difference every day. They add up. You know we're yeah. over 1200 cases on that fight the fight. That's amazing. And that's 1200 families that we've helped even just this much. I feel like if if I go to the pearly gates and St. Peter says you're not getting in, I'm going to say, "Whoa, before you <laughs> kick me out, I want to make it I want to advocate for myself. I'm going to point to the fight the fight." No, you you might sue. <laughs> yeah, I might sue him. I might sue him to let me in. That's a great joke. But no, I think that what we do here is a business. It's how we earn our living. It's a product, the news, but I think there's a moral value to it, which 
uh, is my chief reward. And working with folks like yourself, you're fairly new to the organization, mm -hmm. and some folks have literally started with us in the last week or two. Uh, working with like-minded people uh, is really a highlight of my day, especially in these times where we're pitted against each other, where, yeah. where there's fear and uh, loathing. Uh, so, Matt, it's great to have you on the team. I think your work is excellent. Thank you so much. Um, it's, it's beautiful. Like, it's visually beautiful. You have a tremendous talent. And um, I'm just so glad you're on the team. I, I'm, it's, a, it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. And I really, you know, I feel a, a, a duty to not only tell the truth, but make it in a way that's digestible for folks who maybe, you know, look like me or into the same things that I'm into because, you know, my generation has spam blockers up but unfortunately they don't have the sharpest discernment for what's spam and what isn't huh. so i feel like if we can package the truth in a way that people are familiar at least you know to seeing it and you know for me watching vox and vice and whatever else then hopefully we can plant some seeds of truth in, in people and watch those things grow into you know oak trees of righteousness so amazing well i'm just so pleased you're with us there you have it matt brevener one of the new talent here at rebel news i'm just so proud of our team and I hope you are too and I hope over the course of months and years ahead you come to follow our different teammates and love them as much as I do. Stay with us, more talent ahead. Well, we earlier talked to Kean Simone, AKA K2, about his exciting first week on the job around the largest story in the country, in fact, one of the largest stories in North America, namely the arrest of Pastor Arthur Pavlovsky. Kean was doing some interesting work. He camped out in the church at night as a night watchman in case the police made a raid then. They didn't. Keen also went up to the jail and faced a bit of a shakedown from the correctional guards. But the leader on our reportage throughout the week has been this man, Adam Sos, a new Calgary reporter who joins me in the studio. Adam, great to see you again. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Well, you know, you you did such a good job on such an important story, and it's clear to me that you have won the trust of Arthur Pavlovsky, the pastor who was arrested. And that's not easy to do because I think he has the right to regard pretty much 99% of the mainstream media as hostile and unethical and biased and sometimes downright lying. So obviously you've won his trust and respect to be able to tell the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I certainly agree. I mean, I, I've kind of been there since the get-go. Um, I've had conversations with him. I've talked with his family. Um, my wife's family has a similar experience to his family escaping from communist Poland oh, through Greece. Really? Greece. So there's that connection there. Oh, but he yeah. said repeatedly that it's nice to have uh, someone who's not, and he's not looking for someone to sort of tart the, to tout the party line or yeah. say what he wants. He just wants someone who's going to share the truth, not yeah. spin it. Um, he shared early on an article that I sent you as well of uh, people calling, saying he was terrorizing oh, the Oh, I saw that. You know, the Calgary Herald just ran a pack of lies. I'm so embarrassed for the Herald. Yeah. Oh, that makes me mad. Now, um, you joined us, I'd say, in the last month or so, not yeah. even, I think. Uh, before that, you were affiliated with our good friends at the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedom, who are, frankly, the only other civil liberties group in this country who's, who's fighting the good fight here. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association, that's the left-wing group in Toronto. I give them a monthly donation, by the way. I shouldn't. They don't deserve it. Those leftist civil liberties activists haven't lifted a finger. The JCCF and John Carpe and his team, they've got a ton of cases, haven't they? Oh yeah, I mean, they've been on this right from the start. I sat down with John, we did a long interview that folks can check out, um, but they're, 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 on, they're defending the coats, 
uh, that's the there. pastor up there in Grace Life Church. Grace in Life Church. Yep. So, but again, and they've been sort of outspoken. Um, some of the amazing work that they're doing, particularly, is the infographics that they've been putting oh, out. Oh, they're just getting good at that. And they're not, they're not putting an opinion on it. Yeah. They're just presenting, the here are the facts. And I think that's incredible yeah. for people yeah. to look at. Well, they were very early on this pandemic. They figured out what was going on very early. What were you doing over there, the JCCF? So yeah, I would do a number of events for them large. I used to do some back-end web stuff. And Not a, a lot of, of events these days with the whole rules. No, yeah, yeah. but we did as a, a few of the Rebel staff came out. We yeah. did during the start we of the lockdown. We bought some uh, tables. Yeah, we yeah. bought just a little bit of show of support. We'd, I went to your Toronto, Calgary, and Vancouver. That's event. right. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. That was great. Rex Murphy was the speaker of that. Oh, he was great. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, listen, I mean, I'm sorry that events across this whole country have been shut down, including for us too, but I guess... Um, Turns out that's our good luck to have you aboard, and just in the, in time. There's so many stories in Calgary. You're you're going to keep covering the Arthur Pavlovsky story. It's so important. Please stay on that. I think, I think we are the window to that story for literally millions of people. Of course, yeah. I mean, and when I say millions, that's not an exaggeration. And like you said, he trusts us. I was one of, before he had a chance to speak to his lawyers because he didn't have their contact information right. left. He got permission to call his wife. Yeah, and, and after, patched he through. patched, she patched yeah, right through to me because he wanted to get the story. That's out. I'm so glad that happened. Yeah. Um, of course, Calgary is one of Canada's largest cities. It's very important in a number of ways. It's an oil and gas city. It's a conservative city. It's a city that's been hit hard by the carbon tax, by pipeline blockades. It's a city that Justin Trudeau despises. Mm -hmm. Putting aside the story of the lockdowns and Arthur Pavlovsky, which are important stories, what other stories are there in Calgary and Southern Alberta that you could imagine covering in the months ahead? So, I mean, along the lines of uh, of that, there are obviously other pastures also been targeted. But beyond that, just the impact on small businesses, um, the, the the breakdown of leadership on a provincial level, we finally had somebody that we thought and Jason Kenny was going to go to bat to us. And that's clearly, clearly shifted. Uh, the marginalization, so to speak, of Alberta and Western Canada has just become so dramatic and so magnified. And there's sort of this pendulum swing in society. Um, and the Eastern Canada, it seems, or at least Ottawa, has swung so far away from caring about Alberta that Albertans are starting to say, hold on a second, this isn't right. And they're starting yeah. to stand up. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that expresses itself. Uh, I don't trust the polling out there right now because no. I think the pollsters, when they give party choices, I don't. I think they're forcing people into a template that doesn't fit. I think if you were to ask, do you want an either a different party or a separatist party, uh, that would be the true expression of the sentiment there. Yeah. I think just saying, hey, who do you like, New Democrats or Conservatives? I don't think that captures it. No. Well, I'm glad you're out there. Uh, Sheila testifies to your tremendous work ethic and your good news judgment. And uh, she really in, uh, likes having you uh, commanding our Calgary Outpost along with K2. I feel like our Alberta coverage is stronger than ever. So thanks for being an important part of that. So happy to be here. I think that there, that it was just meant to be. Like we all, K two came on board. I came on board, and we're here just as these stories are breaking. There's yeah. definitely some sort of providence yeah. at play there. Yeah, isn't so. that great? Well, Adam yeah. Sosa, it's nice to have you aboard. There you have it. You got to follow Adam for all his coverage and his SaveArthur.com work is of global importance. Stay with us. More ahead. Well, last but not least, today, Catherine Kozanowski. She's actually been with us for a little while. She was out there in the Montreal craziness when the police tried to raid our hotel rooms without a warrant. Who does that? That's police state stuff. <laughs> that was shocking to me. I was a little naive. You came aboard doing uh, video editing. Then you came to Montreal for our, our great effort there. You've been doing some on-camera fight the fine stuff. I, I think you're doing great. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, because what I'm doing today is since everybody's in town, 
for the staff meeting, I thought, well, instead of me just blah, 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 let's just say a quick hello to some of the new people on the team. Now, you're not super new, but you're still fairly new. I'm fairly new, <laughs> but things move fast here, so yeah. <laughs> new is old a week later. <laughs> well, I, our team is very big and very strong, mm -hmm. and I think everyone's pulling in the same direction. There's a diversity of views, um, but I think the crisis of our age, uh, the pandemic and how it's been used as an excuse for authoritarianism, I think that's the story of our age, and that's sort of a new coalition, isn't it? Yep. Well, I'm old enough to remember when kids went to school and teenagers went to, well, young adults went to bars and people had parties and weddings and funerals, and it's like we're becoming so normalized to, oh, in the future when we can go back to normal, we can do all these things again, but I'm like, we can do those things now. We should be doing those things now. Yeah. It's the obedience that um, I don't like to see. Uh, I mean, there is a time and a place for obedience, but I think that citizens should generally not obey the government. It should be the other way around. There are some rules we want to obey, but some unelected, unaccountable health bureaucrat from a bureaucratic deep state that we never even knew about till 14 months ago, now issuing edicts like from high up on Mount Olympus, like Zeus, just yeah, throwing Yeah, well, that's what people are shocked about. They're saying we didn't elect these health officials who are telling our government leaders how to impose law. We elected those leaders, but they're uh, they're not in charge anymore. Yeah. It would seem it's like they're saying it's out of my hands. Yeah, and the ease with which such a lot, I don't know if it's a majority of the population, but a, a sizable chunk of the population just does whatever they're yeah, told. It's compliant. is shocking to me, and it is an explanation and an unhappy reminder. Like we, As a kid, I kept thinking, how could Germany, which was an outstanding Western liberal modern democracy, how could it have gone along with Hitler? Hitler actually won an election in 1933. Yep. It was a six-year process. Like it was a multi-year yep. process. It happens slowly. Yeah, and how did that happen? I always thought, couldn't they see? How did they not stop? And, and I'm not saying that we are on the road to Nazism, but I'm saying, holy cow, those first steps sure went quick. Mm -hmm. Suspend parliament, suspend elections or delay elections, um, mail-in ballots just because... Giving the police extra power. Like extra power, civil liberties groups shut up, opposition shuts shutting up. Shutting down gatherings. Yeah, shutting down gatherings. And I just saw, holy cow, those like first five lines of defense sure went quick. Yep, and people didn't even blink an eye. Well, most people. Yeah, in fact, uh, the reverse, they sort of reveled yeah. in it. I mean, how many uh, volunteer street captains? I'm the street captain on the mask watch. Yep. I'm the street captain. You know, we used to have, uh, you know, crime crime watch, mm -hmm. rural crime watch, watch, neighborhood watch. You know, people just keep looking out. out for each yeah. other. Yeah. Now it's the East German model of that: spy on each yeah. other. And the the willing, passionate, almost erotic, and yes, I've got them. Holy I cow! Where did that come from? I think it's power, uh, what's the word, when someone gets power hungry. But I'm power talking, tripping I'm talking I'm about like just your neighbor. Well, yeah. And but I think it's like you give someone a little, It's they don't have power, but they think that they have power because now they can tell you what to do and they can uh, they can tell on you. We, when we were on our way to Montreal, um, we stopped at an en route and we saw a woman with her two young children there. One was under the age of three, not wearing a mask. And the teenager working at the Tim Hortons was imposing the mask rule on the woman and said, your, your son needs to put on a mask. 
and she wouldn't serve the woman. So the woman left in tears and we caught up with her in the parking lot and we're just like, don't worry. She was like, am I normal or is that? And we're like, you're normal. That was abnormal. Yeah. That teenager was power tripping. Oh my God. And obviously was completely wrong yeah. in law, but, but, but um, whatever that teenager lacked in correctness and moral authority, was a woman, a yeah, teenager, she, she made up for uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And there is no greater certainty than that of a zealot. And that is terrifying. Yeah. Well, I think you're doing a great job Thank covering you. these things. Thanks for doing the Fight the Fines project. We're trying to get all I our... love doing those. Well, I love meeting those people. They're incredible You people. know what? And that's important work. And you may, I mean, we've done 1,200 of these cases, so they just, you know, okay, that's routine. Another day at the office for us. But for every family we help, for them, it's the first time. And... Like I remember the first one you did, it was a it was a low income family, mm -hmm. and they had I think four tickets yeah. or something, six six tickets for a birthday party. thousands yeah. of dollars, and there is no family in Canada, other than like a ultra rich, who you give six tickets in the thousand dollar range to. That's gonna rock that yep. family so it would have rocked my family growing up it would have destroyed us yeah and all of a sudden you've got discord in the house if there's a, a marriage that's having trouble that's going to money yep. is a leading oh, yeah. cause of oh, marital yeah. uh breakups it really is mm -hmm. you know the stress in the home on the children yeah i mean these police some of them are just robots some of them have a viciousness to them some of them are money collectors they don't realize what they're doing to families when they drop these little bombs on them. But I feel like we're helping to fix things and set things right. So thanks for being part of Thank that. Thank you very much. All right, there you have it. One of our new crop of young rebel talents, Catherine Kozanowski. Stay with us. My final thoughts are next. Well, what do you think of them? And I have to say, that's not even everybody. Uh, I mean, you've met Lincoln J. Amoka Bazirgan, you know Efrem Monsanto. Well, he's not even a newcomer. He's been with us for four years now. So we've got so many people, and we're giving her full tilt. We have a young lady here today. I haven't introduced her to you because I'm going to meet with her after this show, and hopefully we'll sign her up. So we'll have a, another new reporter. We're really growing, and it's important to me to grow because people are trying to stop us. YouTube demonetized us. That kicked $400,000 a year out of our budget. Then they suspended us for a week. PayPal suspended us. We're fighting with them. All these people want to slow us down, stop us, maybe make us lay people off, God forbid. No, 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 no. That just tells me our work is more important than ever. And it is so reassuring to me to see these young people, especially, I'm 49 now, I'm nowhere close to young, but to see young rebels as young as 18 saying, I'm on board. Boy, that gives me some hope. I hope it gives you hope too. And it's my commitment to you as the boss of Rebel News that we stay strong and be able to make payroll and be able to continue to bring you the news and by hiring young talent to do the job. So thanks for letting me share with you my new friendships with these folks. And that's not even all of them. Let me tell you that. All right, that's the show for today. Until next week. On behalf of all of us here at Rebel World Headquarters and you at home, good night and keep fighting for freedom.